Hi, welcome to The Incompatibles. I'm Lori. I'm Baron. I'm an introvert. I'm an extrovert. I take my time. I get it done. I lean left. I lean right. I'm a dreamer. I like reality. I can read emotions. I know how to read a map. How do incompatibles make a life together? We've done it for 40 years. Today we're going to talk about incompatibles on vacation. What is a vacation? <laughs> I've got one idea. What do you think, Lori? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we have different ideas. Uh, vacation for me, I like the idea of vacating, getting away, slowing down, relaxing, experiencing new places. Yeah, that's not what I envision <laughs> at all. When I think of vacation, I think of going places and doing things, and I want to get as much done as possible. <laughs> that sounds like work. Yeah, in a way, I think people could think of it as work, but I think of it as a way of maximizing my enjoyment of the world. I mean, there's so many places, wonderful places to visit in this great world, and I want to go out and just sink into whatever it is and enjoy it. And to me, that means touching <laughs> wait, wait, and seeing wait, wait. as much as possible. Just back up and listen to the way you said enjoy. Right. It sounds like a forced march. No, no. To me, it's exuberant. It's okay. playful. It's fun. You know, like jumping Intense, into the lake. maybe. What? Intense. Intensity is definitely a part of it. Absolutely. Okay. Like, remember when we jumped out of the planes? Oh. Now, that was cool. That was intense. No, it wasn't. It was terrifying. Okay, that's your take. I thought it was great. Yeah, I was. it was great when I kissed the ground. Yes, that was awesome, too. <laughs> so, vacation. So, you, you know talk what? about... No, wait a second. Vacation. Let's get back to vacation. You talked about... Okay. Tell folks what you think the ideal vacation would be. Well, I love going to a foreign city, foreign place, and I do enjoy what I wrote about in my book about being... A flaneur, which is a passionate observer, I guess. Flaneuse is the feminine. Just being in the city, observing, walking, exploring, not having a clear agenda. What do you like about that? I think because I can see in a way that I don't see in my day-to-day -day life. I can observe in a way I don't observe because I'm, one, in a very unfamiliar place, and two, I'm open to experience. What do you notice? I notice everything. The smells, the sights, um, what the people look like, what they're saying, how they sound. I notice the artistic elements of the scene, you know, what stories might be told about it. I, I guess it's like the observing you do when you're watching a movie. Do you come to conclusions in your mind and say, oh, this person is that, or no. I'm smelling this? Are you narrating this to yourself, or what's going on in your brain when that's happening? Well, what, I think the nice thing is that there isn't so much going on in my brain. I have a very, as you know, active mind. I tend to live inside my head a lot of the time. When I'm out traveling, I'm more oriented to what's outside of me. And so my mind is more at rest. I mean, I'm, I'm receiving, I'm observing, but I'm not thinking so much. Hmm. Okay. 
Well, um, that's certainly been my experience with you. You definitely love to sit in the cafe, whether it's in Vienna, sit and have tea or coffee or whatever, and just enjoy sitting there for a long time. <laughs> and then I get antsy, and I'm like, let's go. Let's yes, get out of here. That's exactly how you say it. Do with something. The emphasis on go. Right. So I'll turn it back on you. So what do you find enjoyable about vacation? I mean, you said you like to see a lot, do a lot. Yeah, I'm always about what's around the next corner, really. What's around in the next valley, you know, over the next mountain. I want to cover as much ground as possible because to me, every new vista is like a victory. I have achieved something (laughs) by seeing this part of the world. Maybe that sounds a bit too competitive or too acquisitory. I don't know, but I definitely like volume when it comes to experiences. And so to me, when I hit the ground in the city, I want to get up early and I want to get going. <laughs> right. And that's definitely been a challenge for us, right? Yes. So, so let's talk about that challenge. What happened? So yes, you want to go and you want to get it done, have done it, put it on your list. And yes, in my more judgmental moments, I feel like you're not being in the moment. You're not as present as you could be. I think that mostly happens when you get antsy. Yeah. So when I get to a new place, I definitely want to get going. So one of the things we did when the boys were young, we have two boys. They're now adults. But I would take the boys in the morning. I would get them up because they were ready to go early, too, like 8 o'clock. We would go. We would go play miniature golf or we'd do something in the morning. We'd spend three hours because I knew, right, if I stayed in that hotel room for three hours with two kids and you just laying there and then, like, (laughs) thinking your thoughts and writing in your feelings journal or whatever the hell you do in the morning. You know, I am going to be insane by the time lunch comes. Uh, So, you know, I get them out, go to the beach, whatever, have some fun experience with the kids, father-son thing. That was great, and that was a good accommodation for us. We didn't quite do that as early as we should have, perhaps, but that was one good accommodation. That's one way we figured out how to be more compatible when we have these incompatible mornings on vacation. Yes, true. I, I think that has helped a lot rather than you tapping your watch and asking when I'll be ready. Yeah, I ask that a lot. (laughs) Um, Because the reality is, is that I'm there already. I don't need to leave right away to be there, to be on vacation. Yeah, to me, there is not the hotel room. The hotel room is just a boring Okay, I'm not big on hotel rooms either. I prefer an Airbnb. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, the whole waiting for you to get ready thing, my favorite story is Groucho Marx. He wrote this book in the long hours while waiting for his wife to get ready to go mm-hmm. out. And th- that has definitely been my experience. So I want to fill that time, especially on vacation, when it's a three-hour window with activity. Now, one of the things you like to do is you like to go to museums. <laughs> so let's talk about how, as incompatibles, we navigate a trip to the museum. Yes, yes, yes. And we both like museums. We both enjoy art, but very, 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 very differently. And I don't think this one's fully resolved, honestly. So when I go to a museum, I think part of it is the way I see is different. We talked about this recently. But I like to take my time, really sit with, stand with a painting or a piece of art until I really feel like I comprehend that. And that takes time. And I, I love if we can walk together and share our impressions 
However, that does not happen because your impressions are formed much more quickly and you're in the next room. Yeah, so when we went to the Tate Museum in London, I remember walking to Tate and we went to the first gallery and it was amazing. It's a great museum. And I went through the whole floor and I came back and you were like five paintings in. And I'm mm-hmm. like, there's no way this is going to work. This is crazy. So we just agreed maybe reluctantly on your part to meet in an hour, an hour and a half, whatever. And I actually went through the entire museum in that time. And then I went to the Globe Theater next door and looked at that. And then I came back and then I found you when you were still looking at stuff. So that was one resolution. You don't like that resolution, but for me, it allows me to really get the impression of each piece because I go through each gallery pretty quickly. I know what I like and I know what I don't like. I form an emotional reaction to that art. And if I don't like it, if it's dead to me, whatever, I just don't get it. I just move on. Can we pause and talk about the difference in the way we see? Because I think a lot of listeners are on one end or the other of this I don't know what that means. Okay. So So in the Myers-Briggs, we're opposites pretty much. And I'm an intuitive and you're a sensor. Yeah, I don't know what that means that much either. Okay. So you are oriented to the external world. You are into concrete reality, to facts. I'm oriented toward the themes, impressions, meaning, less tangible aspects of reality. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, so what does that mean in the tape? That means that it takes me longer to see what's out there. You notice when we drive somewhere, you can tell me about all the benchmarks along the way. I haven't really noticed them, and I actually have to pay deliberate attention to notice them. Yeah, that's really scary for me. <laughs> It's like you live in some cartoon world where there's no landmarks. And I will tell you, we've driven the same way 400 times. You literally do not recall. And it's just frightening to me that you don't know where you are in the world. You can't pinpoint yourself on a map and you don't even know which direction you're facing. So I like worry about you a little bit. Uh, To be fair, though, that's true. That's true. And you probably have a reason to worry about me. If I ask you what you're feeling, you will take quite a bit of time to try to figure that one out. That's true. I probably don't know. We're hearing from you that this show is leading to great conversations. Visit incompatiblespodcast.com, donate, and keep the conversations going. So we're oriented differently. We see differently. And so in the museum, I think we talked about this in a recent trip, you are making judgments, impressions very quickly because you're very accustomed to observing and sensing what's around you. I am working on integrating what I see with my sense of meaning, with whatever, and also I'm just working to see. What do you like about that? Well, I mean, sometimes it would be easier if I had your brain. I mean, what do you like about the way you are experiencing art? What I like about it is that it's hard to put into words. Well, it's a radio show, so you actually have to put it into words. (laughs) They can't see you. Pregnant pauses become dead air and then people here's the thing is is it's not even a matter of like it's what i don't like is pressure in those moments like now (laughs) yeah right i can't do what you do 
It's not just that I don't want to. I really can't. Okay. Unless I just want to walk through and not remember anything. See, for me, the few pieces that I do recall, and I can, we went to the Chicago Art Museum a few weeks ago. I recall the pieces that really made an impression on me. And the rest of it, why would I remember that? Because it had made no impression. So if I go through a museum, there's only going to be three or four pieces, maybe five at the most, that I'm going to remember for quite a while. Most likely, it's just going to be two or three. Okay, so what I've learned from you is that I think I don't have to master it all. I think that sometimes I do want to take it all in and appreciate it all. And so to reject the pieces and not spend time with the pieces that don't excite me or really speak to me, I think is helpful to be more discriminating. And that's where your judging sense, that's another Myers-Briggs category, is very strong. You make those determinations, what you like, what you don't like, you spend time with what you like. But still, if I like something, I'm going to spend more time than you do. Yeah, that's fine. So museums, that's been a big challenge for Yeah, us. so and when you said we resolved things by you going off and doing something else, I think you resolved it that way. Yeah, it I, works out great because I I'm not bored out of my mind. I feel a little about it. Well, it is. It's a necessary loss, so I don't know how else. I mean, I, we tried again at Chicago Art Institute. You agreed to walk through a gallery at my pace. And we whipped through that gallery. We saw a bunch of stuff very quickly. And I appreciated that. Now, maybe that's one option, right, for couples. is that For they me can... to just go at your pace. No, I've tried to go at your pace, and I have gone at your pace, okay? But if you look at one painting for five minutes and then another painting for five minutes, you're only five paintings into a gallery that might have 300 paintings. You're going to be there for weeks. I can do it for half an hour maybe, okay? But at some point, I'm going to be looking at my phone and checking these scores on ESPN. So I need a break. So either we either need to do it in your part in a short version of that, like for half an hour, or do mine. Because mine's going to be half an hour. You know, we can spend my 30 minutes and see 100 paintings, or we can spend yours and see five. Now, maybe there's value in both ways. I I suppose, I don't want to be disrespectful to the artist, okay? I feel like I need to spend time with the art, but I know what I like and I know what I don't like almost instantly. And that's okay. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to appreciate art. I think you just go in and have emotional reaction. I do know what I like, but I don't think I go in with a sense of what I'm going to look for at the museum. And maybe that would help me discriminate things more. So I think what's helped us in the past, at least to partially resolve this museum conflict, is for each of us to enjoy the museum in the way we enjoy it and to pick out our favorite pieces and then take the other back to show what we liked and share why we liked it. Yeah, that worked on our last trip. Yeah, I think so. I think that's just the tension we have in this whole vacation dilemma. Dilemma, yes. The vacation dilemma is that you're faster. You want to do more. You want to see as much as you can. I want to slow things down. Yeah, you need to pick up the pace. (laughs) I do, I? Well, we tried it last time. You agreed to walk at my pace, so that was a new thing. And I think yes. I appreciated that you, after nearly 40 years of marriage, agreed not to that walk faster. Not that I'm counting. That you agreed to go at my pace. It felt great that you were willing to walk. Now, I understood you weren't really enjoying it. No, wait. No, 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 no. No, wait. Let me finish. Don't tell me how I feel. Okay. How did it feel? 
I was into it. I was into it because we did have a lot of ground to cover. We were going from place to place. We weren't just strolling. And that worked well. I got a good workout. So I actually was okay with that. So you just liked the exercise or you liked the actual experience as a whole thing? Uh, Yeah, I could say I appreciated the experience of kind of moving through the city at a good pace. Okay, well, that's Um, great because we're going to be doing more of that. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. So I and I and I spent plenty of time going at your pace, and there are ways I enjoy that. I like observing nature, particularly at a slower pace. I enjoy landscapes at a slower pace, vistas. I think I'm in my I'm in a park or whatever. I can walk a little slower. I think when I'm on a city street and I'm in an urban environment, I really want to walk faster. So if we're in New York or some other major city, I want to move. And maybe it's just the vibe of the city that gets to me and provides me energy, but I really want to walk faster when I'm in a city. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's part of the enjoyment, right, is absorbing all that energy and reflecting it back through your own activity. I can see that. And in my experience, often in the city, if we're not just going to catch the subway, for example. Right. I like that experience of being a flaneur, just to soak things in and stroll and enjoy that. And the thing is, is if I'm doing that and I'm captivated by what's around me and you're going off ahead because you're into the vibe of the city, I feel a bit abandoned. Yeah, that can happen. And I would get how you'd feel if I'm walking ahead of you and all you're seeing is my backside. You know, uh, ahead, <laughs> I like, like your backside, but yeah, it's right. like there's only so much of that I want to see. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so like hours of it could be annoying. I think we've found a somewhat of a solution in that we can alternate back and forth. I think we also need to just separate. When we go on these vacations, we talked also about separating me going off with the kids in the morning. Yeah. We do that alone too. I'll just go off and do something and I want to go experience something, and I'll see. I will see you back here, especially when you're shopping. God forbid, you know. I just want to like. I will see you in two hours. We'll meet back at this gift store. Yeah. And I will go find something. I don't to want do. you there. Yeah. You don't want me there. No. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, it's true. And I, I, I think maybe just from this conversation, what I'm thinking is that we really need to kind of be clear about what pace we're going on. I mean, is it Lori pace? Is it Baron pace? It's definitely barren pace. <laughs> yeah. Some of the time. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll... Uh, I think you mentioned maybe we need a phone app for that. Yeah. Let's get our wristwatch or smartwatches just kind of rattle off at the top of the hour and then we can walk Now we're on Lori Pace. Yep. Exactly. Take it down. Yep. Some 30-minute mile. Transitional music. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Yeah. Universe. <laughs> you can just like soak in <laughs> some tantric spiritual music that's playing slowly in our head, right? And we're, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. feeling the vibe. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It'll be like yeah. Californians. Deep breaths. Yep. Right. Yep. And then for you, what, we need to do a little warm-up or something, some stretching. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I get those quads warmed up. Exactly. <laughs> Let's get going. We got places to go. We try to get our six miles in for the day for sure. Well, yeah, that's different. But you might want to see six attractions. Attractions, yeah. I can get how that would be annoying. I do. But we'll find a happy medium slowly. (laughs) We'll get there. Each vacation, we learn more. I think that's true. It takes a long time to... (laughs) Yeah, like we learned you don't like cruises and I love cruises. Oh, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, I don't like party cruises. 
No. No, you no, do no, not. No, 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 no. Cruise director rattling off the day's activities while I'm trying to relax and interrupting my reverie is yeah. not vacation. Wow. Just interrupting your reverie with joyful ideas about how you can experience <laughs> the world. What a jerk. <laughs> all right. Oh, good talk. Yeah, all right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. Join us next time when the incompatibles explore food, dining out, and the fraught topic of the family meal. <laughs>